Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the sand You could never understand Feel the fortune flowing Know it isn't stuck Shoulder to shoulder, keeping pace exactly because we had automatically selected the same gear we climbed the slope at a speed that amplified the darkness. Images and sounds receded, apart from the lights of a few isolated houses and the barks of a few dogs, surprised by the passing of this yoked pair. United side by side, we were at one with the rhythm of the perpetual motion we had engaged. It was magical. But the headlamps of an enraged car woke us with a start. It was over. The magic had evaporated. But it still comes back to me now, 50 years later. I remember. We were not touching the ground. We were flying. That gentle cadence. You're tuned to 3CR AM 9855 on your AM dial. You're listening to the Yarrabug Radio Show here on the 2nd of May. Many thanks to Amy Goodman and Democracy Now! The exciting times in America. Can a redhead become the president? (laughs) Good morning, Val. Good morning, Faith. Good morning, and we welcome to the tandem here at 3CR, the Arabic Bicycle Show about all things bicycle, Tina from Melbourne Hertz. Good morning, Tina. Good morning. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Pleasure. It's a lovely day out there. Just a gentle, lazy little westerly breeze. Faith, Faith <laughs> is looking at me knowing she's got a headwind all the way home. It was a good ride here. I bet it was. <laughs> but we live in Melbourne, so it might turn around in the it next... Could. There we go. <laughs> I Anything wouldn't be holding your breath at 11.30 and that doesn't change <laughs> then. Uh, we've got a big show coming up. That uh, quote, and I forgot last week's or last show's quote actually, that quote from uh, Jean Bobet, of course. He and his brother are training in the south of France. Sounds terrible. Sounds awful. It does too. 
we'd be touchy on alley cats and all of all things associated with alley cat races and organising little rides, and we'll be touching on news and events that are coming up. But first off, to headline the show, Faith has been saving up this bike moment for two weeks. <laughs> it's a bit fresher than that. It's actually from yesterday. There we go. Um, where the squeaky wheel, we had a really good day down in North Melbourne in Melrose Street, which was started off looking like it might be a really disastrous day with the weather, but uh, turned into a beautiful afternoon and we always finish uh, those days. The wheelie workshop kids come, kids come and uh, decorate their bikes with oh, all awesome. sorts of glitter and anything you can glue to a bike with a hot glue gun. <laughs> and at the end we have a parade which is um, always quite magical. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That was you don't have to pick moment. a winner, though, do you? No. no. Do you have to be a kid? No, no. There's, <laughs> there's always a couple of adults who like That's great. <laughs> uh, Tina, have you got a bike moment to share with us, or are we springing on this No, too early? no. I was no, actually no? Um, listening to your introduction, I was thinking when you said we were flying, That's that reminded me of the first time I ever got on a track bike. And I was the only chick to rock up to this Brunswick intro session on a Sunday morning at DISC, and I was terrified. Um, and they put me on this fixed-geared bike, and I'd never done that before, and then they put me on the boards. And then I honestly felt like I was flying, and I was hooked, and that was a year ago. Wow. I haven't looked back, so. Released from the bonds of yeah. gravity. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. right. <laughs> and then it stopped. What no, was no, the, no. the line in the in the quote is you know yeah, as soon yeah. as the, like the the car with the headlights <laughs> arrived the magic was over but I still remember I'm not, if anybody hasn't read that book I would highly recommend it as one of the mm. best cycling books you will ever read or even read it twice every time you don't do a stop quote it, I think don't I have stop to it keep twice because mm. I'll be reading the rest of it over the next six years <laughs> quote by quote he has got a wonderful for somebody who's a French speaker. He actually did – he started a PhD in Shakespeare or oh, – wow. I'm trying to remember. So he went to Scotland from France. Mm. Um, his brother was the French champion, won three Tour de France's, and he's written this wonderful book about the journey that he and his brother rode along. Anyway. Yeah, it's lovely. I had a uh, – I'm going to describe it as a Laurel and Hardy-esque <laughs> moment the other week. <laughs> I want you to picture Friday pouring rain. A lot of water on the streets. Mm. Some of the streets around Yarra haven't been surfaced for a long time. There tend to be some very large puddles. <laughs> Narrow street. Cars, cars all parked down one mm. side. I'm heading up the street. I can hear a car behind me. I notice a large puddle in front of me to my right. Mm. I ride opposite the puddle as he comes into the puddle. <laughs> the apex of the splash hits me on my right shoulder and drenches the whole of my body. And he drives away and leaves me there. <laughs> you couldn't have timed it. It would happen in slow motion. I was actually in the middle of it as he rode past. Oh, wow. Thank you very much to the dear gentleman. <laughs> he then proceeded to scream and road rage at somebody who tried to come the other way. It was quite interesting, actually. <laughs> Escalated quickly mm. beyond anybody else's control. <laughs> now we get some serious news in Melbourne. Things are happening, bicycle world. Yes, we've. Um, well, the first piece of news is the um, link through Russell Reserve from Mary Creek to well the Mary Creek Path, but um, 
there's been for years the intention to build a path uh, linking, making a much shorter link for cyclists and walkers from Russell Reserve to Russell Station and um, freeing up the underpass so that that can be left to pedestrians who want to access the platforms and they don't have to deal with everyone else using that narrow space. Um, so there is a petition online at the moment because there's one small but very vocal group of uh, people who are against the implementation of the path. So um, the link to the petition and more details about it, including the option, the design options, are up on the Yarrabug website at the moment. So that's yarrabug.org. Uh, and we'll also put another link in the um podcast but yeah if you use the Mary Creek it's uh have a look at the designs and sign the petition if it's something you'd like to see it will uh make that awkward link much easier to use for walkers as well as cyclists for kids getting to school um and for people on cargo bikes and things the existing Mm -hmm. links are pretty abysmal yeah well you can't use you can't use them so yeah it's interesting, a lot of those cases, the links between one path and another, Russell Station, Underground Unpass, it's been going on for a long time. We should get on top of it. Yeah, it's under, yeah, yeah. Yep. time to move on to bigger things. Exactly. <laughs> um, you might be aware or you might not be aware that the idea of uh, making uh, regulations to uh, implement minimum safety passing st- Distances. I should get this. They're using a four better acronym that I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, it is before one of the infrastructure committees. Bicycle Network, I think on the first week of April, put in a submission, much to the effect that in a, a lot of inner city bike lanes, it wasn't feasible for the motorist to give the cyclist a metre and a half. So my example of it, I ride up Hyatt Street, if I'm out of the car zone and in the middle of and then away from the door zone on the bike lane and a car drives alongside the lane, it's already inside that metre and a half. Mm. So there's been a fair bit of to and fro about either how do we implement this or do we make an exception for those laneways. Mm. And it's causing a little bit of a ruckus, as you would expect. And another street that causes a bit of a ruckus is uh, Sydney Road. Um, the Greens, under the Freedom of Information Act, got access to all the accidents involving cyclists on Sydney Road between 2006 and 2015 and the police responses to those. And it shows that um, in those cases where uh, the drivers or passengers at fault, so a lot of these are doorings, mm. um, very often there's been no penalty issued, even when there was a clear case um, of, with respect to fault. And in that same period, like, for instance, in 2014, there was a big blitz on cyclist behaviour under the guise of mm. trying to keep them safe. So um, there was a report on The Age about that from Adam Carey, and again, we'll put a link to it in the podcast Adam Carey seems to have taken up the cudgels of Clay Lucas, I think, the last week. <laughs> it's interesting, one journalist in Fairfax seems to get all the transport stuff. Yeah, well, Adam Carey is the transport And he's the transport. Yeah. Clay Lucas was yeah. always very vocal on those issues as well. It's good to have somebody mm. who's yeah. regularly in the same spot reporting on those things. Well, they've got the history. Yep. And, yeah, Adam's yep. a bike rider too. 
There we go, ticking all the bases. <laughs> what the Herald Sun would call a rogue cyclist. <laughs> and continuing on the good news, Amsterdam are trying to clamp down and stop cyclists riding through their city. So they're appointing, or going to appoint... <laughs> A bike mayor, I'm sorry, I was waiting for Faith to pick up. Actually, <laughs> Amsterdam are hiring a bike mayor, somebody that can speak to council and be involved with the mayor and other planning decisions. It's interesting how that's going to be voted. If you want to be a candidate for bike mayor, you have to put up a little video of your presentation. <laughs> then you'll be voted on popularly, and then a vote will go through the council and a few other government bodies. So it's not like... Um, you're going to end up with somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. But it's um, where Amsterdam leads, we much follow, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued how, who's going to bother voting on it in Amsterdam. But anyway. If you don't think there are plenty of people in amongst the cycling brigade that will put their hand up for mm. anything, you are greatly mistaken. No, I'm no, no. What I, mean, what I mean <laughs> is that most people riding in Amsterdam aren't part of a bike brigade. No, yep. So I can see very quickly there'll be a couple of individuals who are really keen to do it. Yep. Um. And they have their posse already, and it will be voting between those posses yeah. to get their person it'll in. It'll turn into a popularity and, and most of the people who ride bikes in Amsterdam will never even vote on it. And it won't change the cycling or do anything else like that. It's it, great it PR. might. It's it great might. PR. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I think it's great. I yeah. love it. <laughs> think of it as an official recognition. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they seem to have you know within the. Um, government quite, you know, there are already roles where there's a lot of, uh, anyway, it's good. They have it under plenty of control. Yeah. We need a bike mayor. Yes. Yes. (laughs) In science. Tune in to 3CR every week to hear Beth. Chris and Stuart discuss news and issues from the universe that is science. Get informed and learn a bit more about the world around you. Lost in Science can be heard every Thursday at 8.30 in the morning and is repeated the following Tuesday at 6am. Word to the nerd. You can also download a podcast. Go to the website at www.3cr.org.au and get lost in science. And you're back listening to The Arabug Show on 3CR. Today's studio guest is Tina Thorburn from Melbourne Hertz. Hello. And Tina is here to tell us all about uh, girls on bikes, track bikes specifically. Yeah. Tell us how Melbourne Hertz started yeah. and why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sarah Knights is uh, is a track cyclist and she was part of an NRS team last year and she approached me at the end of 2015 and said, what do you think about what do you think about starting a track team? And I, I say yes to everything. That's a default <laughs> of mine. And I was like, yes, let's do this. And um, we sort of played with the idea of actually get creating an elite track team. And and then we, we went back to know we need a community and then back and forth and eventually realised that you can't have an elite team if you don't have any riders coming up the ranks. And we realised there aren't enough riders coming up the ranks. And and we realised that also the more important thing is actually getting women on the velodrome. Um, and so over the course of a couple of months of almost constant phone calls and emails, we realised that actually we really want to build a community because that's, that's how you get women to stay in track. 
um, and actually give it a try and and be part of a be part of the movement. And you mentioned in your bike moment your, or not your bike moment. Oh, sorry, um, the flying. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. first track yeah. outing. How did you get from that to that point for you personally? Mm, like, um, well, I I started track as a way of getting out of another sport, which I was getting constant injuries and suggested by my boyfriend that I'd like it. And I, you know, I was really lucky that I did. And I do really feel like it is flying. And, and I, you know, I joined a club and I started going to training sessions and I met some really nice people. Um, and the community is definitely there. Um, but the women's side is quite small. And I did run into Sarah a couple of times at training sessions and things. And then we, we really realized that um, we could work together on on sort of generating this, and that's where it came. I I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with track. I still don't really know. I just I love the feeling, um, yeah. and I love I love the feeling of of um, riding with my friends, and that's it. Like these women are now very much my friends, um, and that's you know more important than getting out there and smashing it. <laughs> <laughs> and so Melbourne hurt. You run regular sessions at velodromes. In Melbourne? Yeah, yeah. So we actually tag along to the Brunswick, a lot of Brunswick Cycling Club's events. So they do Track Tuesday racing at, down at DISC, which is so much fun. I mean, even if you're not racing, we encourage girls who, you know, are between injuries or they're tired or they've just finished work to come down and just, you know, sit around, have track snacks and, and hang out because that's really what it is. And then once you've done that a couple of times and, and you get on the bike and you're new, like you feel like you're already part of something and it makes it a lot easier. Um, and then we also tag along to Brunswick's um, Thursday night roller session down at the club rooms. And those facilities are awesome. It's really great to have those. And on the final Friday of every month, we started holding these events at various velodromes. And we wanted to just sort of like flash Friday, turn up at a different velodrome. Um, we started at Brunswick, we went to Coburg, and then the weather's turned. And a lot of the facilities don't have lights. So we're holding different events um, through winter. So, for example, we had the Alley Cat on the weekend and... We've got a, a mechanics workshop next month, so cool. Mm. And what's the uh, take up been like? Are there women interested? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the take up's been um, a, a little bit uh, overwhelming at times. Like we only, I think we've decided the birth date of Melbourne Hurt was the thirtieth of November. And um, you know, I mean, social media is great in sort of giving an indication of your reach, but um, and that's you know that's doing really well. But it's it's the women that write to you and email you and and come up to you at other completely unrelated events and say hey Tina how are you going I'm like how do you know who I am <laughs> but that's you know that's a sign that this is working and that the community is growing and also seeing you know women go off and spiral track related things turn into CX related things or you know commuting out to different events or going and supporting their friends in um, road events and stuff and that's that's awesome to see that sort of cross-pollination of the different disciplines yeah um so what are the barriers for women getting on track that you you guys are able to address yeah um I think the biggest barrier is actually having a bike yeah the track bike's quite specific although it's basically just like a strip down it's very very simple um you, you know you can't have gears and you can't have brakes and so um it means that unless you have one of those bikes you can't go to any of those training sessions and aside from that it's all very well having one of those bikes but you kind of need someone to to, to tell you how to stop or tell you, you know, to, to get over that fear of that, you know, the slope of the velodrome and, and just the basic sort of 
ease you onto the track. And that's, I think, something that we've started to, to fill. And there were definitely opportunities out there for women to do it. I just think um, we're just creating a very women-specific um, space for that. And I think that's, you know, quite nurturing for a lot of people that are on the fence of maybe I'll give it a try. Oh, mm. maybe it's too hard or I don't know anyone or um, what if it's scary? <laughs> do, um, didn't, uh, I know at one stage, so didn't you can hire a bike at DISC? I think you still can. You still I, I think can, you, so, yeah, yeah, and I think it's Cycling Victoria has a bunch of bikes, but yeah. it, and you can actually go there anytime there's no training session. You can use the, use the facilities for yeah. a small fee, but it's really hard to do that on your own. And you wouldn't really want to do it on your own if you did it with yeah. a mate. You'd you know you'd really want to trust them and yeah. you'd want them to know what they're doing. And um, it would be it's it's still a hard barrier. There's a lot of sort of mm-hmm. yeah yeah. One of our former uh, radio presenters. Dear Rob, I hope you're listening wherever you are. Um, <clears throat> Organised a day there one day, and mm. Rob, I think, was I'm not sure whether how long ago he'd been on the track, but I, <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you, I did one lap. You know what I mean? Mm. And I mean, I've been riding all my life, and mm. I've ridden fixies around the city and stuff like that. But one sort of sneaking up halfway up the barrier was enough for me. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can see why those initial. Thurley goes are so important that so people important. don't lose their confidence about it. Yeah. Uh, and I think also, like we were talking earlier about, women tend to verbalise their anxiety and you, you probably want to feel you're in a group of people who aren't necessarily all being terribly stoic or like yeah. you, you want to feel comfortable being able to do that, Yeah, um, which is... You know, I think we're having the all-female environment yeah. really helps. And it's really just reminding people that we were all beginners once and we all yeah. had that, you know, scary first time and, and it's just, you know, building on that and, and believing that you can do it and actually being given the space to do it. So, And do people need to be um, Cycling Australia members to be covered by insurance? Or yeah, is there, yeah, they, they yeah. do need to have um, even just a basic licence to be covered for insurance. But I think... We register our come and try days with Cycling Victoria. Okay. And if you, you know, put your name down and so on, then you're sort of covered by that. Covered for that. Yeah, because we keep in touch with Cycling Victoria, so it's all above bar. Um, But that's a really good point, you know, that. Because it's another one of those hurdles. If you're not sure whether you're going to do it and you are at the moment, say, just commuting Mm -hmm. um, and and maybe you have some other sort of insurance or something, you know, like you were saying, the the bike's a hurdle. Mm -hmm. You you don't want to commit to a track bike if you just want to see how it goes mm-hmm. and you yeah again if you're looking after the insurance as well yeah it's a, another way of making it easier for people to have a go yeah and it's and it's interesting that leap into racing is you know it's quite expensive you've got to get a license you got to and part of that's joining a club and and so yeah. on but I think um and I for me once I had a taste I wanted to go back and so I was prepared to you know put down the money to make it happen and and we've seen that with women I think they're sort of they get the bug and it's like yeah. all right it's on <laughs> And uh, you were talking about um, the 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 broader side of things. You've just run an alley cat mm. on the weekend. Yeah. How did that go? Oh, it was amazing. I said before, like Melbourne weather put on a show. It was the perfect autumn day. And uh, it was all through Carlton North, which is a gorgeous suburb, very, very bike friendly. Um, and we had 52 women come and, and ride around in this extravagant, <laughs> scavenger hunt and we had about the same number of of guys um coming to support and do the checkpoints which was just amazing it was it was so much fun and at the you know at the end when we did the presentations i just i could not thank them enough for just participating and keeping the good vibes i mean we're just riding around for people in costumes and you turn a corner and there'd be 
women smiling on bikes, you know, in a little posse with balloons attached to them, you know, <laughs> wiping the crumbs of a wheat bix challenge, you know, it's, it was amazing, really amazing. And you had a lot of support from that and for that and uh, for Melbourne Hurt? Yeah, we did. We just, we sort of reached out and, and it was amazing. There were a great number of local um, um, businesses and stuff that supported us. So massive shout out to Crew, Curve, North City Cycles, Spoke Culture, um, Nog, Pony Bikes and, and Bike Force. I mean, without that, it, it you know, it's sort of just a, a bunch of us riding around on bikes with, you know, with our friends, but it sort of turned into an event where we actually got to promote local um, businesses that are all about, you know, getting chicks on bikes. So Yeah, and places you can uh, probably know you're going to rock up to. And, and the, the skill of actually organising the thing, ticking all the boxes, making sure it works. Yeah. That starts to empower people to run different other events, doesn't it? Yeah. So if there's anyone listening who uh, is interested in... Getting in touch with you. How do they find Melbourne Hurt? Mm, well, it depends if you have the social medias. Um, we're on Instagram. You just punch in Melbourne Hurt. We'd love a follow. I think Instagram's my favourite. Just really yeah. get to put out some beautiful images and, and capture what we're about. We're all over Facebook as well. Um, we're actually a, a person on Facebook, so come and say hi. And and our website, just melbournehurt.com. Um, we try and keep that as up to date with various events that are coming up. So And it's Melbourne with a just the U. Yeah, yeah. so it's Melbourne the Bike Messenger Way. Yeah. M-E-L-B-U-R-N. And then Hurt, as in that hurt. <laughs> Burn those calories till it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Great for you to come in, Tina. That's it's good to know that part of Melbourne's bicycle scene, especially Alley Cats, are still running every year. Yeah. There's a shortage of them now. They've dropped out of favour a little bit. Well, yeah, and hopefully – I was just thinking because Dirty Deeds had their women's training session on the mm, weekend, weekend and they had 40 oh, no. women. And A bunch of our girls went. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, a couple of years ago that was eight. Mm. No. You know, so hopefully, um, you know, you'll have 40 women rocking up to – your uh, track sessions. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Very shortly. New events. Events. Um, so if you're not doing anything this Friday, I think it's yeah. Friday the 6th of May, the Pro- Projector Bike Friday is on Friday the 6th of May, 7.30pm, and the meeting place is at the testing grounds, One City Road, South Bank. That's right to different locations around Melbourne, watch a short or a list of short films. Move on to the next um, location. And also on this weekend, on Sunday, is another of the Pushy Women Training Series for the city of Yarra. So these are for anyone who lives, works or plays in Yarra uh, who has a bike um, but not the confidence to use it Mm. and they're being run by the Squeaky Wheel. So you can find the details at thesqueakywheel.com.au. There's a session on Sunday the 8th of May in Richmond um, and there's still places available. Tina, have you got an upcoming event to share with yeah, us? Yeah, we've got a couple. Um, we're actually co-hosting um, the Melbourne Omnium, which is a, a track series this Sunday. Um, so even if you're interested in just seeing what it looks like, come on down to DISC. Um, and also, at the end of May, we're going to be holding a mechanics workshop for women specifically, and we're going to be doing that in North City Cycles, and that'll be on the Saturday the 28th of May. So keep an eye out for those events. Cool. And Radical Radio, celebrating 40 years of 3CR. Uh, Radical Radio... Uh, is a tells the story of 3CR's contribution to Australia's cultural and political life. 
when 3CR Community Radio hit Melbourne's airwaves in 1976, it was Melbourne's first community-owned and community-run grassroots grassroots radio station. Outspoken and independent, the station still gives voice to issues that would otherwise go unheard and to people striving for political and social justice. It's a wonderful book launch, and that book launch about 3CR is on this Friday, 6th of May, 6pm at the Bella Union Bar in the Trades Hall. You need a copy of this book. And that's all we have time for today. If you've enjoyed listening to the show, then uh, please support 3CR and the Yarrabug Radio Show by either subscribing or making a donation to 3CR. You can do that at 3cr.org.au or by calling 94198377. Coming up next is Dirt Radio. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.